Welcome back, wrestling fans, to another episode of Within the Ropes. I am your host, the host, Brian Tronic from the Queen City. And this is the second episode. Um, and like, like I said, this is, you know, I'm back after a six-month hiatus. I'm finally back. I'm going to be pushing out these episodes. I'm going to be talking about everything. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's more like a, it's like a rebuild. It's like a season two, so to speak. But this is um, episode nine. Did I say, did I say that? This is episode nine. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about everything that happened on AW Rampage. Talk about some stuff on Friday Night Smackdown. And some NXT level up and some, you know, some little things and news and bits and all that stuff here and there in between. Um, but I want to get started on one thing first. Uh, I guess we can just get straight into SmackDown since it's something that I'm going to talk about. Um, lately, there's been a lot of name changes in WWE, and I know that that's something that you know, a lot of people don't like, you know, uh, when you have someone coming up on the indies or, or, or even NXT and then they get to the main roster, um, you know, people have a bit of an issue with, you know, changing their name, changing their character, um, changing their music, changing things. And I agree. It's annoying sometimes. I mean, just this past week on Raw. Austin Theory, who is one of my personal favorites, um, someone who I think is going to be a huge part of the future in WWE, someone who I see becoming WWE champion. Um, he reminds me a lot of he's got John Cena qualities about him. He's got Randy Orton qualities about him. He's got he's got it. And, you know, I thought it was huge for him to be in a program with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. Um, and to even be involved with Vince McMahon and Stone Cold, like that's a big deal. Not anyone is just thrown in situations like that. I mean, anyone who's anyone who's been in situations that involved Vince McMahon or Stone Cold, I mean, they've gone on to do pretty big things. But I want to talk about one person in particular who got uh, a name change a gimmick change or whatever you want to call it. And that is Pete Dunn, who now goes by the name of Butch. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into everything and run down some, some, some highlights and things that I liked and things that I didn't like on SmackDown. But first let's focus on Pete Dunn, AKA Butch. Now I thought the presentation of Pete Dunn, AKA Butch, when they introduced him on SmackDown, Overall, I thought it was nice. I thought it was perfect. I thought, okay, they didn't shy away from the fact that he went by another name, but they also introduced him as another name, and they put him with, you know, someone like Sheamus, who is a former world champion. Um, who better, right? Who better? He's most definitely, in my opinion, going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But who better? Who better to put Pete Dunwit? The fighting style matches um, and everything else in between. But a lot of people had an issue with the name Butch. I don't think Butch is that bad. It could have been something completely worse, right? But 
ever since he debuted on SmackDown, in my opinion, I feel like he's been knocking it out of the park. I've been seeing the the you know the chatter on social media about him being in the role of a you know of a of a, of a, of a child or you know a, a, a kid like Sheamus and Ridge Holland like they can't contain him. He's he's a, he, they're handling him and they're treating him like he's a child. Things like that, and that may be the case. I don't really. I'm not really dialing and looking too deep into that because. At the end of the day, he's playing a character. And if his job is to portray, I mean, he's not wearing any diapers. He doesn't have a bottle and he doesn't have a pacifier in his mouth. Right. Um, and just just on Friday, I mean, he was, which was a very interesting choice of words. He was described as being a, a, a rapid Wolverine by Pat McAfee. So I kind of look at it from that stance. Like he is more of a rapid Wolverine like a like a like a pit bull like a like a dog off his leash um and to me that's that's pretty cool that's dope I don't understand why people are so upset about it because he's not being called the bruiser weight um because he doesn't have the same theme music because he's not going by Pete Dunn et cetera et cetera et cetera I don't have an issue with any of that yeah, I, I get it. I get why people have an issue. But look, man, at least he's on TV. At least he's on TV. At least he's doing something. At least he's not being jobbed out. Because I feel like if that was the case, then people would be like, oh, my God, he's getting jobbed out. He's The fact that he is on TV every single week ever since his debut, um, and he's in there with guys like The New Day, you know, Kofi Kingston being a former WWE champion, Xavier Woods, we all know what he does and, and can do and what what he brings to the table and again like i said pairing him up with sheamus um ridge holland whatever uh, it is what it is but even ridge being with sheamus i didn't think was a bad idea but i think people need to lighten up on just complaining about shit for no reason i think when you start complaining about everything because it'll go from the music to the name, to the position, to what they're doing, to who they're doing it with, every, and then they and then they say, "Oh, well, I just want him to wrestle." But if you just wanted him to wrestle and he didn't have, listen, one thing about WWE is it's sports entertainment, right? And I know this is people aren't going to want to hear this, and that's fine. You don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. But he's trying to be entertaining. Pete Dunne has the wrestling down; he has it. But what else does he have to offer from an entertainment? From an entertainment side, what else does he have to offer? He can wrestle his ass off. And I'm sure everybody in that company knows that. But what was Pete Dunn? The what was Pete Dunn's gimmick? Other than being his nickname was the Bruiserweight. So don't tell me the Bruiserweight was his gimmick. What was his gimmick? And I feel like we're in a spot right now in WWE where they're trying to turn it right back to what it was before which was you know everybody had a gimmick everybody had a place everybody had something going on for a long time now it's been a lot of wrestlers coming from nxt a lot but that, that didn't have any character didn't have any gimmick they were just good wrestlers you know not to throw any shade on guys like you know alistair black or uh samoa joe or anything like that but like because samoa joe is samoa joe alistair black he had somewhat of a character. It seemed like they were building him up to be 
uh, a character. But and I, I, again, I don't know what happened with that. It is what it is. He's somewhere where he wants to be and is able to display his talents and all that now. But Butch, Pete Dunne, I mean, he's he's evolving. He's learning what it's like to be a superstar, a WWE superstar. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And if it's not your cup of tea or if you don't like it, I know this is cliche, but stop fucking watching. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense to me why you still watch SmackDown, why you still watch Raw, why you still watch these things and you fucking hate everything about it. That doesn't make sense. And I don't want to hear the bullshit. Oh, well, it's my job and I have to. It's not your fucking job. You don't work for any of these companies. It doesn't you, you you gain nothing by watching the product and complaining about it on social media. Right. So, again, I don't want to get too much into it, but I don't see anything wrong with Butch, um, you know, a.k.a. Pete Dunn. Um, he had a a moment on SmackDown where, you know, he, he flew across the table while the New Day was um, signing autographs and, you know, having a little chat amongst themselves. Uh, he flew across the table, attacked Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and Holland and Sheamus. They got involved and they came and they were trying to separate him and things like that. Stuff like that is entertaining and it's not going to be entertaining and fun to everybody. But, you know, he's displaying a whole completely different side that he probably didn't even know he had in him because his whole life, he's probably just been wrestling. That's it. He's showing that he could play the part. He's showing that, yeah, if you put if you put a hat on me, you change my name, you put me with Seamus, you put me with whoever, I'm still going to bring that intensity. I'm still going to bring that energy, and I'm going to knock whatever you give me out of the park. That's what WWE, to me, in my opinion, is what it's all about. Uh, why you have some people who last and why you have some people who just can't get it done or who just aren't good at it, right? And we could talk about a lot of people who are even still with the company who aren't on TV as much, who are good in the ring, but they just can't get it done from a character standpoint. Um, there are some who are on TV on a weekly basis who just are boring as hell also. But, you know, I guess they bring something else to the table. Who knows? I don't know. Jenna Mahal challenged Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship on uh, SmackDown this week, and it was sort of a squash. Ricochet... And it was surprising to me. Like, I thought we were going to get, like, a solid, long, you know. I mean, the match was good. I'm not saying it was bad, but I thought we were going to get a solid Intercontinental Championship match. But Ricochet sort of squashed Jinder Mahal, in my opinion. And um, he retained the Intercontinental Championship, rightfully so. He's been saying uh, over the past few weeks on social media and different interviews, even backstage, whether it's on Talking Smack or whatever, that, you know, he was you know, fortunate and thankful enough that he had the opportunity to spend the time with his family after being absent from WrestleMania. So, you know, he, he says that he doesn't ever want the Intercontinental Championship to miss a WrestleMania again. He wants to make it an important, if not the most important championship in WWE. You know, all those things that everyone who gets the Intercontinental Championship dream and, and dream of and say and, you know, things like that. So, I think Ricochet has the ability to do it. I seen Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes from NXT 2.0 going at it on Twitter today. Listen, man, if you give me Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes in a in a in a feud for the Intercontinental Championship, I'm not gonna be mad at that. 
two former North American champions. Um, hey, give it to me. I'm not. I'm not mad at that at all. But they were going back and forth, and it's entertaining. I like to see um, people, you know, take that extra step and you know do a little friendly banter on social media and maybe spark some interest. You know, maybe from the from the higher ups in the company to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe this is. This is something that we'd like to see, or this is something that the fans would like to see. Uh, let's run that. Let's call Carmelo up, or let's send Ricochet down to NXT. Anything can happen in WWE at this point. Uh, they've been doing a lot of things that have, you know, been like okay. Even with the you know the involvement of you know guys and girls from from Raw and SmackDown going over to NXT, like that's that's been good shit to me. That's been fun, um, and I'm enjoying the development of NXT 2.0 and. Uh, you know, all the wrestlers there. But talk about a few more things that happened on SmackDown. Drew Gulak was, I don't know if he was filling in or if he was just uh announcer for the day or backstage announcer, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Drew Gulak was um in a backstage announcing role and he had a big interview uh, with the SmackDown Women's Champion from the Queen City. Charlotte Flair. And I used to say arguably the best women's wrestler or the best wrestler in the world. Charlotte continues to prove how not only dominant she is in the ring, but just how charismatic she is. Over the last few weeks, she's proven that she can adapt, right? She can flip those what chants. She could change things up on the fly. Um, I'm not saying Charlotte Flair is perfect, but she's damn close to it. Damn close to it. And, you know, they put Gulak in this situation, which I, I like and I love. Um, it's whether it's a full-time thing or a part-time thing, you know, I don't really have an issue with it, even if it's full-time, but hey, Gulak's having fun. He's on TV. That's fucking cool to me to see Drew Gulak on TV in any capacity, right? But he gets in the ring and, you know, uh, he talks to her about uh, basically Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, getting, you know, honored her I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash. And, you know, Gulak pointed out that, you know, Ronda Rousey made Charlotte tap at WrestleMania. And then Charlotte Flair says she was fixing her bra. She wasn't tapping out. And I agree. I mean, you guys got to watch it a little more closely, okay? She was probably trying to fix her bra, fix her strap, you know, make sure she was secure. She had a little slip up, you know, during the match at WrestleMania. She was, she was maybe a little paranoid, maybe a little, like, stressed out, like it was going to come loose. Listen, until you... Make her tap out and the referee sees it and it's, you know, ding, ding, ding and new SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Until that happens, nothing matters. Charlotte Flair is and still and will continue to be the SmackDown Women's Champion until she feels like it. Honestly, I want Charlotte Flair to beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania Backlash. Let's pack her up. Let's get her out the way. And then I wouldn't mind if Charlotte Flair heads over to Monday Night Raw and challenges Bianca Belair to unify 
the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Now, I know people aren't going to be too happy about that if that were to happen. I know that that sounds like a pretty left field idea, but she is the last four horsewoman to beat for Bianca Belair. I think she will beat Charlotte, but not right now. Not right now. I think um, I think Charlotte Flair is just too much gold, and, and, and while she generates so much hate and gets so much criticism from everybody about her moonsaults and everybody thinks she's so boring and, oh, my God, why when everybody else gets talked about, they, you, they, people talk about how good they are in the ring, how athletic, how dominant they are, how they make others look good. Okay, Charlotte Flair might be boring to you on the mic. She might be boring. Uh, she might not have a character or whatever, but she's good in the ring. She's one of the best, if not the best. Like I said, she's damn good in the ring. You can't deny the talent, the finesse, the, 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 the genius. You can't deny it. And I don't care. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Charlotte flair, uh, fanatic, a Stan, a fan, whatever you want to call me. That's right. Charlotte Flair. But let, let's go back to Drew Gulak real quick. I know a lot of people were upset about Drew. Um, looked like he's going to be fine. They put out a tweet thanking uh, all the ring announcers and stuff for letting him, you know, letting him play for a day, basically. So I don't think this is going to be something that he continues to do going forward. But even if it is every now and then, I don't see anything wrong with it. Especially if he wants to do it. Who knows? He looks like he's having fun, though. Um, Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn had a match. And, of course, that ended in a countout. Sami Zayn, which set up a match next week. It's going to be Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn in a lumberjack match. Now, I would have preferred this be a uh, false count anywhere or a cage match. Steel cage. That would have been nice. Lumberjack matches don't really excite me because they're not like they used to be anymore. It's sort of like a you know, a way to get a lot of the participants in the 24-7 title picture uh, chance to just go out there and fight for the 24-7 title. Like, no one really pays attention uh, to the two competitors in the ring, make sure they stay in the ring. Um, there's no there's no rules in lumberjack matches anymore. Like, it's just, we're just going to put a bunch of guys out there and have them fight each other while the fight in the ring is going on. I don't know. But we'll see. We got a promo from... Uh, Ludwig Kaiser, Ludwig, Ludwig, and uh, Gunther says the mat is sacred, and he says you will obey the ring general. I know there's a lot of dream matches. I know there's a lot of, you know, people pairing Gunther up with um, Drew McIntyre and, and, and uh, Roman Reigns. Um, I can't wait to see, you know. What's next for Gunther? Who's he going to go up against? What's his feud going to be like? Is he going to take the Intercontinental title from Ricochet? Um, is he going to be put in a tag team? You know, is he going to go straight after Roman Reigns? Or is he going to have that, that, that feud with Drew McIntyre to see who's up next? Who knows? I don't know. We didn't see Shinsuke Nakamura on this episode of SmackDown. And I'm curious as to why. Because... At the end of SmackDown last week, he came out and, you know, he was 
He didn't really he didn't say anything. He came out during the, the Roman Reigns uh you know bloodline Uso segment and they were talking and it looks like Shinsuke is gonna be the next feud, uh the next opponent for Roman. Roman gave him a hug, says that he's you know, he knows he lost his partner and you know the the bloodline has been there. Him and Jay have been there with Jimmy being sidelined with the knee injury. So they know how he feels. He said, Come here, let me give you some of this bloodline love. And he gives him a hug. The Usos get him, hit him with a super kick. The show's over. No Shinsuke. And I I think I'm the only one that's noticing that because I didn't see anyone on social media mention the fact that there was no Shinsuke um on this show. Even in a, you know, next week, Roman, you're gonna pay or something, anything, right? I, I don't know. It's just weird to me that they Kept him off TV, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Lacey Evans, she cut another promo uh, story, chapter two. Um, it was probably, it was really just an extension of of what she said last week. Good for Lacey. Sounds like the fans are getting behind her. Not so much on social media, but the fans in the arena seem to soak it all up when she's out there talking about her 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 story, her childhood, and things of that nature. So. Good for Lacey. Hopefully they got something planned and we'll see what happens. Natalia's backstage. She calls SmackDown the island of misfit toys. And she says that women don't have respect for legends like her and 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 uh Natalia. Um and I, I believe Natalia was with uh what's her name? What the hell was her name? Shayna Baszler. That's a damn shame that I almost forgot her name. Look, Shane is someone who also, I think, struggles from a character standpoint. She's a badass in the ring, but she struggles from a character standpoint. And I know, listen, not everybody has to have a character, right? But most of the women don't have characters, right? Most of the women don't, so I'll give you that. But, you know, maybe Shayna needs a character. I don't know. Nah, okay, I'm bullshitting. Uh, Shayna, Shayna Baszler needs to be freed and she most definitely needs to uh, go back to being the, the, the machine that she was, the badass that she was in the ring. But I will say when Shayna Baszler was doing her thing and dominating the women's division, everybody had a bone to pick and everybody had an issue with Shayna Baszler being on top, being in control. Um, you know, making the division look weak. I remember she wiped out the entire Elimination Chamber match and everybody had a problem with that. Soon as she lost at WrestleMania and she no longer was champ and no longer had was had any opportunities and she was losing and losing and losing, everybody got a problem with it. But, you know, neither here or there. People are going to like what they like and dislike what they dislike. We got Riddle going up against Jimmy Uso and they officially announced that we're going to get a title unification match um, at WrestleMania Backlash. It is set. It is signed. It is sealed. RK-Bro is defending the Raw tag team titles against the Usos, who are the SmackDown tag team champions, and I'm okay with this. I've been on record saying that I think WWE should end the brand split. Um, not a lot of people agree with that. And um, maybe they don't need to. I know that there. I know other people have said that, you know, instead of any of the brand split, it's okay for them to have. Shout out to Philip, um, from the Bulletcast. He said that they could have the brand split, but just have the champions, you know, jump from 
you know, show to show, which I think would could also be beneficial because, look, they got too many damn titles. Um, having one set of tag champions, having one world champion, you know, and maybe maybe having two women's championships is more beneficial for the women's division because then, you know, everyone would be, of course, I mean, if Charlotte Flair is the only women's champion in the company and she's beating people the likes of Bianca Belair and 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 Liv Morgan and and uh, 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 Rhea Ripley and and Naomi and if she's just wiping out the entire division, people are gonna hate that. So maybe it's a good idea if they don't unify the women's titles. But the fact that there is a lack of true tag teams on both the Raw and SmackDown roster, I think having one set of tag titles would help them and it would benefit them and you know it would make the tag division a lot more interesting because then you would only have one tag team who's tag team champions which means that you could focus on the entire division as a whole instead of trying to you know okay raw tag team champions we got to get somebody for them smackdown tag team champions we got to get somebody for them and then no one has to you know worry about I, listen i know that WWE's thing isn't really tag team wrestling. That Vince McMahon's thing isn't tag team wrestling. But um, they've been doing a hell of a good job on Raw and SmackDown and building this story with RK Bro and the Usos, making the RK Bro look fantastic. They're super over. Randy Orton's having a hell of a time. Uh, Riddle is really, really good. And again, he's another one of those guys that's really good in the ring, but he also knows how to bring that character aspect. Uh, and he knows how to, you, you, you know, be a WWE superstar. He he's unlocked it. He knows what he's doing out there. So, um, and then the Usos, of course, the longest reigning SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, so, I think you got to give WWE credit. And then even you know Alpha Academy, you got the Street Profits. Um, I don't know where the hell Eric and Ivar are. Um, and I. Th- I think that might be it. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, you know, if you got, if those are the only teams that you got and those are the only teams that you're pushing, it's probably best to only have one tag title. Um, But yeah, I'm excited about that uh, unification match at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, And yeah, uh, Riddle picked up the win over Jimmy Uso, obviously, and Riddle and Orton celebrated after the match and then, of course, the Usos attacked Riddle at the end, and um, that was pretty much it. So, uh, again, like, like I said, I'm excited for their match at WrestleMania Backlash. We'll see how the rest of the card unfolds. So, right there, you already see that that is, you know, that's a match that's not going to be a rematch. Obviously, if Roman has a match, that ain't going to be a rematch either because Brock is gone. Um the Raw Women's Championship is not a rematch. The SmackDown Women's Championship is. Um, but we'll see. Uh, also, earlier tonight, Ray Ripley got a win over Naomi. So, you know, they're set to have a women's tag title match. Naomi and Banks defending against Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan. Um, I'm calling it Naomi and Sasha Banks are probably going to win, which will then lead to Ray Ripley turning on Liv Morgan. And I know the rumors out there floating around of Ray Ripley joining Edge and his stable along with Damian Priest, possibly Tommaso Ciampa. Who knows? We'll see what happens with all of that going forward. Um, but let's move on to the AEW side. AEW Rampage um, 
came on at 4 p.m. Pacific time, West Coast time. And I pretty much missed it, the live. I mean, I tried to watch it, but I was doing things, so I had to go back and watch it. And it was okay. I have an issue, though. As I'm recording this, uh, the Battle of the Belts have not happened. I believe it, it is coming on in about 30 minutes, so I'll be wrapping up here soon so I can watch that. But the fact that the AEW Championship is not being defended at Battle of the Belts annoys me still. It annoys me. The fact that the AEW Tag Titles were defended on Dynamite and they're not being defended at Battle of the Belts annoys me. That's all I'm going to say about it. It annoys me. But um, they opened up the show with Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Willer Yuta uh, going up against the Gun Club, Austin Colton and Billy Gunn. Now, look, I love Austin and Colton. and Billy Gunn, I almost named my unborn son Colton. Um, he's not due until uh, June, but that was one of the names that I was thinking of. But anyways, uh, this was a good match. Obviously, they had Willer Yuta pick up the victory. Um, uh, picking up the win over, over uh, Billy Gunn. Ending the Gun Club's, I believe, 24-0 undefeated streak. So that's cool. Especially having Willer Yuta be the one to end the Gun Club streak. Uh, making Willer Yuta that much more legitimate. I thought it was weird that he did not come out with the pure Ring of Honor pure championship this time. Um, it's a little bit of an unorthodox, weird pairing with Danielson, Moxley, and Yuta, but it's working so far. I'm not mad at it, and we'll see what happens going forward. Um, shout out those rumors of John Moxley, uh, or those those wishes, I guess I should say, of John Moxley. Going back to WWE as Dean Ambrose. I know Sasha Banks, she did an interview and she was welcoming back. She's welcoming him back saying, you know, come on back, Dean Ambrose. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the Butcher went up against a, somebody who I don't know. That was easy work. The Butcher obviously picked up the win with a power bomb. The Butcher is set to take on Wardlow on Wednesday. Um, I guess this is a five labors of Wardlow, whatever you want to call it. I don't like this. The Butcher is not really a threat to me. That's that. It, who's he beat? Who's he beat up? He he doesn't look scary at all to me, you know. So when when MJF revealed that it would be the Butcher, I was I was not really moved by it. I'm not really like eh, whatever. It is what it is. But good for the Butcher, I guess, getting some some shine. Um, Dustin Rhodes cut a promo talking about, uh, he's been on a uh, one last ride and he proved that he, he still got it. So he throws out the challenge to CM Punk. Um, so that match is set for dynamite as well. The natural Dustin Rhodes against the best in the world. CM Punk. That's going to be a good one. We had an Owen Hart foundation women's tournament match between Ruby Soho and Robin Renegade and this match was pretty damn good and I'm actually surprised that they gave this match the time that they did. Um we got to see some twin magic from the Renegade twins which was pretty cool. But in the end Ruby Soho ended up picking up the victory rightfully so. I see a lot of chatter on the on the Twitter asking Tony Khan to sign the Renegade twins. And I agree. 
I agree. I'm not too, too familiar with the Renegade Twins, as most of you may not know this, but I, you know, I've sort of been a WWE mark my entire life. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting around to watching a lot more indie wrestling and, you know, looking and seeing it and loving the, the up and comers and things like that. So, yeah. I, I've, I like what I see. I've liked what I've seen so far from the Renegade Twins, and I think it would uh, add to the women's division um, in the best way that it could. Um, Texas Deathmatch for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page going up against Adam Cole, baby. Adam and Adam for the championship. This should be the last Texas Deathmatch or Lights Out match or No Holes Barred match or barn burner match, or, uh, uh, you know, death match, or anything. This should be the last of its kind that we see on AEW television for a while. I feel like this, this is two deaths. This is eight, this two death matches. Didn't Hangman have a Texas? Let me look at this. Hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the hell on. Didn't him and Lance Archer just have a Texas death match in February? Wasn't this a t it was. This has to be the last Texas death match in AEW for at least the rest of the year. I'm so tired of seeing these type of matches, death match, uh, uh, lights out match, everyone's bleeding, everyone's that just come on, come on, give me some, give me some wrestling, give me some, give me some, uh, give me an Iron Man match. You know, it's been a while since they've done that, right? And have it actually in and be decided, you know, with a winner. Hangman's been on a roll. I give him a lot of credit. Um, I don't think. A lot of people are giving Hangman Page and his reign as AEW World Champion the credit that he deserves. He's having his his what should have been Lex Luger run, okay? Lex Luger should have had the run that Adam Hangman Page is having when he became WCW Champion after beating Hollywood Hogan on Monday Nitro, but then they took it from him and rolled wild, and, and I think they should have held the title longer. Lex Luger was capable of it. Hangman Adam Page is capable of it. He's proving it. Every title defense, and uh, he proved it in this match, Texas death match against Adam Cole, and he most definitely and still AEW world champion after a barn burner. Um, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Whatever. No more, no more death matches though. You know, let's try something else. Let's. Let's do something else, please. Um, Jade Cargill and Marina Shafir is set for the TBS championship next Friday on AEW Rampage. And then Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia is also set with everyone banned from ringside. Everybody from the Jericho Associations or Jericho Appreciation Society and, and, and Santana and Ortiz are not allowed in the match between Kingston and Garcia. So that should be a good one. Um, 
Jonathan Gresham, there was news earlier this week about uh, him, in fact, signing with AEW under the AEW Ring of Honor banner. Of course, he is the Ring of Honor world champion, and he is set to defend uh, the Ring of Honor championship tonight at Battle of the Belts um, against Dalton Castle. I'm actually excited to see Dalton Castle on a big stage like this in front of a large crowd. So, I'm, you know, I should be good. I haven't seen any spoilers or anything like that. So I don't really know what's going to happen or anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch Battle of the Belts, but I still wish the AEW World Championship and the AEW World Tag Team titles were being defended on this show. But good for Jonathan Gresham, man. He's a hell of a wrestler, and he's definitely somebody who, um, if you're, if you're going to continue Ring of Honor, He's definitely should be at the forefront of that. Um, and and even even in AEW, hey, you know, um, put him in there with some of the some of the good some of the greats. I would love to see Gresham mix it in with any and everybody from from you know from both sides. But it looks like he signed a deal and he'll be more so on the Ring of Honor side. So cool. Good for him. Um, let's get into NXT Level Up. I know a lot of people don't watch NXT Level Up because it comes on the same time as Rampage. And um, when it's over, Level Up is not like on demand right away, I don't think, on Peacock or the WWE Network. So a lot of people miss it. But I watch it. I, you know, I have 50 screens in here, so I have everything up. Um, it was three matches. We got Roxanne Perez, who... Um, used to who many of you know as Roxy from um who was a former Ring of Honor women's world champion. She went up against Sloane Jacobs, another newcomer. Again, let NXT level up. And for those of you who don't know, is like it's like a level up, it's like a newcomer show. So a lot of the new people who they sign, you're most likely gonna see them on NXT level up first, and then you'll see them, you know, switch over to NXT. 2.0 on Tuesdays and you know you know depending on you know who they want to pull up or push or whatever but Roxanne Perez defeated Sloan Jacobson I thought was a really good match really good showing I think she's going to be great um and she she's got a thing about her like I said she she's really good in the ring she's got that thing like that charisma that 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 instant thing that makes you go, she's got it. And it's more than just how she wrestles in the ring. It's more than that. So I'm excited for her. Sloane Jacobs isn't bad as well. Um, very unique um, type of wrestler. So interested to see what they do with her. You know, NXT's women's division across the board, whether it's an NXT or NXT level up or they're getting ready, uh, being coached in the performance center, they got a lot because there's a lot of women who aren't on TV yet. I seen someone on Twitter put up a, it was like a list of, you know, the NXT women's division. And some people were critical, but there's a lot of people who weren't on that list. And a lot of people who haven't even had a match in NXT yet, who in my opinion, have a great deal of potential. I mean, we could talk about last legend and uh, Nikita Lyons. People slept on them. I don't know. People made fun of last legend. When she when she had her 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 lashing out segment, you know when 2.0 started, but I don't know if y'all watched that match with Nikita Lyons, you might want to rethink. She got it. 
Again, she got it. She was somebody who had all the charisma and she was someone who who just had that thing about her from a sports entertainment perspective. She was entertaining. She knows how to talk. She was a little green in the ring, but she's coming along and she definitely had a good one with Nikita Lyons. So if you have not seen that match, go over, you know, to NXT from two weeks, two weeks ago, I, b- I believe it was. And watch that match she had with Lash, or I'm sorry, uh, Nikita Lyons. And Nikita Lyons ain't no joke either. So I'll leave it at that. Damon Kemp, who, um, if people don't know, is the brother of, um, holy shit, what the hell? I forgot his damn name. Um, Gable Stevenson, the brother of Gable Stevenson. He goes by Damon Kemp in NXT. Uh, he defeated uh, a 21-year-old, Troy Donovan, who made his NXT Level Up debut. Looks good. He's young. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people were frowning about the fact that WWE and NXT wanted, you know, young talent, younger, fresher, you know, things of that. But look, man, you, you're able to, if WWE is able to groom these young stars into superstars the way that they want them to be, then hey, if I can look at look at look at look at when they've done that in the past, look at what they look at what they got: Brock Lesnar, Batista, John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, Shelton Benjamin. You know the list goes on. You all know the ruthless the ruthless aggression era came from a lot of people who, you know, were up in OVW putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? Putting in that work who weren't huge indie stars. You know what I'm saying? So so. Give it a chance, man. I think this is going to be good for WWE. Them going back to developing stars the way that they want to develop them, making sure that they're ready. And again, real quick, I want to I want to comment on the name change thing. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, who just debuted on SmackDown two weeks ago, she was also shown this week on SmackDown. She went through a name change. She now goes by Raquel Rodriguez. Um, you know, Gonzalez is her real last name. I read somewhere on the internet that. Vince McMahon does not want anyone to have their real last names anymore and or their indie wrestling names. And that's fair. I know people aren't going to like that, but that's fair, you know, and and it doesn't change a damn thing. At the end of the day, they're still who they are. Um, You know, Raquel, I think a lot. I think you're going to see that for whatever's left of the NXT black and gold era. For them coming up to the main roster, I mean, other than people like Tommaso Ciampa, I don't think he's getting a name change. Hopefully not. He debuted on Raw this past Monday, so congrats to him. I hope, you know, what the rumors are for him in the future, I hope they're true. Um, I think that a lot of the black and gold are going to be the ones to ha- undergo name changes. we already seen also with uh, uh, Raul Mendoza. Um, his new name is going to be Cruz del Toro. So del Toro, you know, so, Hey, it is what it is guys. Like let them do their name changes. I mean, look, there was a report. I don't know if it came out today or yesterday, but they filed new trademarks on the names, uh, Alba Fry, Cruz del Toro or del Torio, whatever. And, uh, Katana chance. And I seen a lot of people on the internet um, speculating that this might be Oscar, but no, they already own the name Oscar, so that's not for Oscar. But it could possibly be for Io Shirai. If it is, 
So be it. It's not a bad name for anybody. I don't think. I don't know who Alba Fry is going to be for. We'll see. We'll see going forward. But um, Level Up is good. It's good. It's good wrestling. Um, it's, it's, I'm one who loves and is interested in seeing a development in you know, young stars in the making. So I love watching shows like that, which is you know, why I've also been enjoying you know, a lot of the indie stuff. Um, I love, you know, I've been to a few West Coast Pro shows out here in the Bay Area. Shout out to West Coast Pro Wrestling. They do hell of a good job of showcasing, you know, a great mixture of, you know, the now and the and the legends in the game and, the you know, the, the future, the up and coming superstars. So shout out to them. Um, in the main event of Level Up, we had Tatum Paxley, who was one of my favorites. For many reasons, Tatum Paxley, if you guys don't know who she is, um, she's been on NXT for quite a bit now. Um, She's sort of intertwined or involved with the Diamond Mine story along with Ivy Nile, sort of trying to win Ivy Nile's respect um, to be part of uh, the Diamond Mine. I thought that she had something to do with the Creed brothers being attacked and jumped by Pretty Deadly. Who knows? Maybe that's still the case. But we now know, obviously, that was pretty deadly who was behind the attacks, and they are the new uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. But during this match, she went up against Kiana James um, and defeated her. But during the match, Ivy Nile came out, uh, you know, stood at the entrance and pretty much watched the entire match, watched Tatum put in work. Paxley, baby. Paxley. Okay? I love NXT Level Up. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out please make sure you guys check that out and um you know give it a chance man but also you know give impact wrestling a chance give give everything a chance if you haven't if you're not watching everything but you're on twitter making comments about it and you ain't see like all these people who claim they don't watch monday night raw but they all they do is watch other people's opinions and and you know listen to other people's podcasts talk about why they didn't like or did like something go watch it for yourself See it for yourself and, 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 you know, make your own judgment. Hey, that's your own personal opinion. That's you. Me personally, I'm never going to, you know, call you out your name or fight you because you feel some type of way about something or you don't like something or you don't like a certain company or whatever. I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm not going to say nothing. That's you as long as you respect me and don't do it to me. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is it. For this episode, I have nothing else to talk about. Um, Battle of the Belts and I believe uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot comes on in like 15 minutes or something like that. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I enjoyed talking uh, about this week's Level Up Rampage and SmackDown. Make sure you guys follow the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to drop new episodes on Thursday and Saturday. Um, if you're listening to this, this is probably a late drop. I wasn't going to do this episode. I was going to just wait until next week because I just got back and I'm, I'm doing so many things. I'm trying to get in the groove of this. Um, this is a little different. Before I took a hiatus, I was, I was doing like post shows. And while that was fun, I felt like I was getting burnt out because I was doing a post show for everything. Post show for Raw, post show for NXT, post show for Rampage. 
post show for uh, NXT UK, post show for Impact, post show for SmackDown, post show for pay-per-views. I was literally doing a post show every single day. And so while I felt like that was cool, it was different, it was unique, it was me, I was getting into my own, it burned me out a little bit. So I'm going to drop an episode Thursday, which will obviously cover everything that happened, you know, going forward, you know, raw or uh, before raw NXT, AEW, dynamite. And then I'll drop something on Saturday. That'll cover rampage SmackDown and, and, uh, NXT level up and every, everything in between. I'll try and throw in some, um, some impact, whatever news drops or breaks. I know I didn't get a lot of news into this episode, but like I said, I'm just getting back. I'm getting my wind. So uh, thank you all for being patient with me. Um, but again, make sure you follow the socials. I'm always at Within the Ropes on Twitter, tweeting, live tweeting all the shows. I'm always there every single day. So follow that. Follow my personal account at Brian Tronic if you're not already. Follow the Instagram at Within the Ropes at Brian Tronic. The Facebook, facebook.com slash Within the Ropes podcast. Um, you can find the YouTube. There's not really much on there trying to figure out what I want to do, um, with the YouTube and things that, but look, I'm, you know, dipping my feet back into the water. I'm I'm feeling it. It's getting a little warm. It's a little cold. I'm feeling it though. It's getting a little warm. Might be ready to dump my whole body in there, uh, soon, but we'll see. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. I really appreciate it. And, um, I hope everybody enjoys Windy City, right? Hope everyone enjoys, um, uh, AEW battle, I almost said Rampage Battle of the Belts, AEW Battle of the Belts, and we'll talk all about it next week when I come with an episode on Thursday. Hell, I might get antsy and I might drop something sooner. Who knows? Everybody, wrestling fans, have a good day.